mortgages can be a dry subject. So here's your oasis in the desert. It's the podcast that will get you talking and thinking, or more likely drinking. The Lennon to his McCartney, the Bert to his Ernie. It's the one and only Mortgage Stew and his sidekick Martin at the LM Experience. Hi there, welcome to the LM Experience. Today is episode 52, Martin. 52, 5 and 2, 7, that's my lucky number. Who would have thought about that? Um, I don't know where I'm going with that, Stu, sorry. That's okay. just, I'm freestyling there for some reason. <laughs> um, uh, right, let's crack on. We don't like to hang around, do we? So our guest today is Dorothy Brown, who's the owner of Even Keel Solutions, which is an insolvency practitioner. Good morning, Dorothy. Good morning. How, How are, are you? I'm well. How are good, you doing? Good, but we're all good, thank you. Thank you yeah. for coming in today, um, uh, Dorothy. Appreciate everyone's busy at the moment now. Um, uh, so just give us a little bit of background story. We always like to find out about the people. We're very much, Stu and I are all about the people. Um, uh, what's, your, what's your story then? How, you know, what was your career? What, how did that evolve to becoming a, an insolvency practitioner? So back in the day, uh, when there were no jobs for graduates, we've been there before. Can we put, can we, can we put a year on that just so we can place it? Or do you, would you rather not? 1985. Okay. Um, so I had no job. I was working on the checkouts at Asda's. Actually. Oh, that's where I started my yeah. career. Yeah, not not bad place to start. Some, some people think I should still go back there and <laughs> <laughs> finish business. Um, and there was an advert in uh, the Evening Standard uh, for in, um, doing a what do you call them civil servants. That's okay, the words. Yeah, yeah. yeah, get my words out. Thank you. And um, they said come along for an interview. So I went along, and they said. The places where the jobs were in the patent office, and I thought, no, thank you. <laughs> Statistics office, well, no, definitely thank you. <laughs> and the, insol- uh, the official receivers office, and I thought, I didn't know what that was. I'll go for that. <laughs> and that's how it all started. So I worked there for three years and then went to corporate. Uh, so it's now Coopers. At the time, it was Cork Gully at Coopers and Lybrand. So I've gone through various changes. Yeah. Um, 2000 I was asked if I'd like to do a maternity cover in the Bournemouth office and moved down and I haven't moved since then since then yep so. but, but you've now got your own business I have that? yes yes so 2004 I uh, gave it all up in a nice secure job and went <laughs> and did uh, a master's in counselling which has really helped in the I would job. imagine really and we'll has. just get into this in a minute yeah what what insolvency practitioning does but i would imagine that and i think a lot of our jobs stew is there's elements of counseling about what we do and, and yeah. being empathetic with yes. an individual yeah who's maybe in a very very stressful situation yeah it's an important job that we've got yes absolutely it's when somebody's sitting across the table from you in can be very desperate situation hmm. uh if you think what um, shame and worry does to a person and then you spread it out to their partners, their business partners, their family, and the number of people that unfortunately end up taking their lives over mm-hmm. over debt, and I turn around and say, we can help you, we can deal with this. Give me that sound like yeah. you know bugles from heaven for some people if they're in a yes. awful situation. Yes, I was talking to a, a lady where we were about three and a half years into her IVA at the moment, and she said, "Oh, it's the best thing I ever did," because I say, "Give me your stress, mm. and I'll deal with it." So I'll deal with whoever's harassing you and this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. right, just just talk us through, Dorothy, because I think this is really interesting. What 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 does an insolvency practitioner 
do and how, what happens for someone to, to, to knock on your door? So um, it's basically we deal with the assets and liabilities of either a company or an individual. Um, so it can be a solvent situation. So it could be something, somebody coming to the end of the uh, company's life, say an entrepreneur, they've done that, they, they've yeah. made their money, they want to take it out, or someone who uh, comes to retirement. Or it could be in the COVID situation um, that whatever business they've been in, they can't carry on with it because of the impact upon it. Um, and the money's run out. And this is what we're finding at the moment, money's run out. So they've responsible director has got to deal with it. Um, so they have their hats on, so they have their maybe mm -hmm. their shareholders, their employee and the director. So that's that. Or an individual who, uh, we were talking about this earlier, mm. weren't we, um, Stuart, that somebody could have been uh, made redundant due to COVID, got themselves a new job, less money, they had outgoings uh, stretching them, mm -hmm. and then what do they do? So it's coming in, telling me what your issues are and then finding a practical and pragmatic solution out of it. And what what comes first from your point of view? Is it the practitioner or the counselling or do they go hand in hand? Um, probably the practitioner, but they yeah. do go hand in hand. And sometimes, uh, it's, and I'm going to say, especially a male ego can mm. be, well, this is what I've built up and you're going to take this away. Or it could be, this supports my family and I'm a breadwinner, and you're going to... So transference of guilt. Absolutely. How do you cope yes. with that as an individual? Because you're, you're the sponge for all this yes. negativity and problems and stresses. Yeah. And, you know, who's counselling you, basically? Is it Stu? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happens for me is because of what I've gotten, uh, my training is I leave it at the door. You do? Compartmentalise well, yes, it? Yes, absolutely compartmentalise it, yeah. Um and that that stays there. So it's quite fine for me to say, right, okay, let's let's do with the practical, and then out of the practical might come. Well, let's think about: Do you need to go off to the doctors? Do you need to take time out? And the other thing is, if they come into my room, first of all, they have to go out with a plan. Mm -hmm. So there has to be. So even if you're closing the business down and that's it, it's finished what are you going to do next? Mm -hmm. So are you going to get a job? Are you going to phoenix the company? Are you going to phoenix the company, but in a very rigid and different way? So there's all sorts of things. So, yeah. So, so I guess in a way it's kind of uh, people who perhaps have been denying the, the real situation that they're in. It's a case of literally making them f f indirectly without them realizing it, making them realize what the situation is that they're actually yeah. in. Yes. In order to move it forwards. Absolutely. And sometimes I will say to somebody, okay, you've done the hardest bit. So you've told me. Mm -hmm. So I'm the, about the fourth person that you've told what's going on. Yeah. So you've got to tell yourself first. You then have to tell your partner. You then might have to tell your solicitor or your mortgage broker or somebody who's then referred them to me. Mm -hmm. So there's, I'm the fourth person that they've told that story to. Yeah. So they're getting understanding by then of where they're at and what they're doing, which mm -hmm. is it comes back to the planning mm -hmm. and going forward of got to have a plan going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really important. Mm -hmm. So I think the thing is as well, myself and Martin have talked about things before where certainly in the role that we have with, with clients, like you say about leaving the work at the door sort of thing. Um, sometimes it can feel in the work that, that we do is in terms of that you are, you, you're in this particular role in that respect where you are the person that people come to to solve 
their problems for them in that respect. It becomes, um, it's very easy to become emotionally attached yes. to what's going on. Mm. Despite your best intentions and, yeah. and, and common sense saying don't go down that mm. route, it's very hard not to become emotionally mm. att- attached to the person sat in front of you. Yes, absolutely. And some of them even more so because you want to, you know the difficulty they're in and you want to make sure that they come out of it. I mean, I've just dealt with a lovely young couple, both very ill uh, with mental health problems due to the debt that they were carrying. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've dealt with it. We've, we've managed to get something in place. They will be okay, but that stress is gone. Mm-hmm. So, is is there any empathy within the system for these people? No, it's just very no. rigid. Yes, Abs- parameters, yes. laws, yeah, uh, red red lines. Yeah. no flexibility. And it, it was interesting. I was reading something on uh, LinkedIn the other day from one of uh, actually somebody cr- pretty well known within the industry, and he was highlighting this. What what are our duties mm. of duty of care for somebody who has mental health mm. problems? And I don't think we, as an industry, have yet really worked with it, but this is going to impact upon us mm. an awful lot over the next, well, however long it takes to, for people to recover from the COVID issues. Yeah. And very much. What, what are you seeing, uh, Dorothy, in terms of um, uh, COVID? Because we had a guest on um, previously, didn't we, who was impacted massively. Um, his, his industry was f- mm. at the forefront of it all, mm. hospitality, entertainment, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Are you beginning to see now some of the, the repercussions of lockdown? Yes. So we, I had immediate repercussions and then it was a bit of a lull where people got all the support from the government so you had the grants you had the bounce back loans the seabills so now i'm seeing and i saw for the first time last week somebody who are starting to pay back their bounce back loan they took the fifty thousand, but can't afford the 800 so then you'd sort of say right can you stretch it out over the 10 years can you have your six months break so it's knowing all of these other things rather than saying right your business is bust let's close it down Mm-hmm. So the the thing that most insolvency practitioners want to do is actually save a business, mm, make yeah. sure that because saving that business saves three or four jobs and, which, and other businesses. Yes, possibly absolutely, yes, supply chain. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm about to liquidate one company because they're part of the supply chain of a very large group that failed recently uh, retail, and they were they will are reject. A direct result, <laughs> if I can get my words out, of that, uh, and that's unintended consequences. Yeah, isn't it? it's a domino absolutely. effect. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. people. That, so, I mean, are you seeing? Are you seeing certain sectors that have been hit harder? I'm mean, guessing have you not, uh, um, construction yeah. and uh, hospitality. Then we're not quite sure what's going to be happening as of a result of the end of September when furlough finishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think there's still a lot of companies that haven't made decisions about how they're going to actually go forward. And then there's others that may not want to. You know, they've sat, maybe sat around for 18 months, mm-hmm. nearly two years. Uh, what do they want to do? Do they actually want to go back in and build a business back up? They might decide that they don't want to do that. They've had enough of it that. and want to oh, yeah. go in a different direction or yeah. something There's a bit of a like cliff that. edge coming yeah. up again now yeah. 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 With, with this September 3rd. I think Rishi yeah. has said that there's no plans to extend it. So it'd be interesting to, to, to see what wreckage lies behind the veneer yes. uh, within that. And I think a, a lot of people got used to 
being paid and not going to work. Mm. So that, that entrepreneur drive they may have had two years ago mm. can suddenly be diluted now. Yeah. Um, plus the knock-on effects of certain sectors. Um, I mean, the high street was 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 evolving pre-lockdown. It, it, it needs to evolve even quicker, yeah. I think, now. Yeah. Definitely. Know. And, and it, we don't know what it's going to be. And it's going to take maybe the generation behind us to change the high street mm-hmm. and i i know it's got to change but i don't know what it's going to change into but it's not going to be marks and spencer's boots smiths yes uh, 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 yeah. yes which is which is our generation yes yeah 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 <laughs> now that's always a difficult thing isn't it because you, you kind of see certainly kind of the trigger points were really as soon as you start to see the larger chains pulling out of high streets that's the point when you start to see right okay well this is going to be that's just the start of it more or less isn't it when the big guys are starting to say right we're not going to carry on any longer in those locations for example and the same way within banking as well i mean it was only a a week or 10 days ago more branch closures for for different lenders like santander have announced more closures well this is this is the tsb you know the digitalization of life Mm. which is where we're heading yeah Um, and the pandemic has probably shown us that there's from whether you want to have a workout with joe wicks or order a michelin star meal you can do that from your phone now yes and these big cumbersome uh 2000 square foot um shops on the high street look very clunky and Mm. movable now and you're right, I think you're right there, Dorothy. Maybe we're asking the wrong people for a solution. We should be looking behind at the, the generation coming up saying, well, how do you see your future? How do you, how do you see living? You yeah. know, and I think it will look massively, massively different. Yes. Boutique independence might do quite well if they've got a very niche area. But the big, you know, the big giant stores. I lived in Tunbridge Wells and I've, we've lost BHS and Topshop. And they're both next to each other. Yeah. You know, that's a, a quarter of that side mm. of the street has been boarded up now mm. in five, for five years in BHS's yeah. example. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can remember at one point, um, Lymington is the town, closest town to me, at one point reached the Daily Mail because there was a campaign by one um, now former storeholder to stop Argos from moving into the town. Stop Argos. Um, when, when Woolworths, ironically, is shut down, which is now Poundland. Um, but at that point, the big thing was that no, we don't want that type of business within within the high street. They would be falling over themselves right now mm. to have something like an Argos in the high street that would bring people in, because that's it goes from one extreme to the other, doesn't it? In in that respect, where you've got kind of places which have always been vibrant, suddenly, gradually, you're seeing them. The larger places are starting to become a bit more, a bit more empty from that point of view. Yeah. Um it's a difficult one, Stu, and I don't really know if we're clever enough to come up with a solution on our little podcast. But good if you could. Yeah. Um, but look, we're, we're, we're always positive people, Dorothy. So let's end up some positive stories. Have you got any examples within your your day job where actually you know someone's come to you and you've, 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 you've either you've saved the business, potentially saved them? Yes, yes, I've got um, a gentleman I worked with for a number of years through an IVA and he he's come out of it with what he needs. He's still in his home, mm-hmm. family still together and he did um, have very major issues, mm. uh, mental health issues. And he's, you know, he's come back. He's got over the other yeah, side. Um, through the other side. The light at the end of the tunnel got bigger and bigger as we got closer and closer to the end. And that, for me, is like when I wrote the final cheque to his creditors mm-hmm. and just thought, 
Yeah, we've made it's a sense of, sense of achievement it. from your point yes, of view yeah. and well-being. Yeah. I mean, that must be a nice feeling. Yeah, it is. The other side to that is that you don't write that that, that mm. final check out. So mm. that's a win from your yeah. point of view, is yeah. it? Yeah, my, my favourite thing to do <laughs> is write dividend checks. Right, OK. And I think, right, I'm writing a dividend check. This is positive because we're getting something back within the economy as mm. well. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, it goes to HMRC and we're writing a check to them. Well, making a backs payment. Yeah. Uh, and that... <laughs> I'm right a check. Yes. Better wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> Change of things through the uh, pandemic. Now we do it all by backs. But that's great. That really is. It, you know, Good. it's... it's It means that we've achieved something to give back as yeah. well. And it, yeah. And it's not, it's not about trying to destroy something. No. It's about actually, no. can we fix it? Yes. You know, what, mm. what, yeah. can we put a bandage on this and yes. get this through, limp through to yeah. a better solution, yeah. buy some time? Yep. Yeah. We call it sometimes that we're the intensive care doctors right. to okay. put, uh, take them through a system put them into that and then shove them out the other side Look, like coming out and of the, hospital what a lovely positive ending <laughs> we, ended, we ended up in intensive care studio yeah. which is arguably where we belong um, do you want to do a little plug for your business if, oh yes you're on here? Right. because I'm sure you know, you, you, everyone yeah. needs clients yes well, where can we find you uh, so we're uh, Even Keel Solutions and we are www.evenkeelsolutions.co.uk based in Bournemouth but work anywhere in England Wales and Northern Ireland um, so if anybody needs our help, yeah. just pick up the phone. We're on 01202 237 First time you've had a shout-out on the phone Same number. Perfect. Good on you, Dorothy. <laughs> well done. Right, in closing. Now, yes. this is our favourite. Oh, we only dear. did a podcast for this bit. <laughs> <laughs> Top five albums of all time. We have some really interesting ones. We, had, we last, last time we had PJ and Duncan. I mean, that's probably the first time they've been mentioned in 25 years. <laughs> so you've got a lot to live up to, or nothing to live up to, depending on how you look at it. Well, this shows you my age. Anyway. <laughs> we'll probably recognise them all then. Yes. So uh, first one, Ladies and Gentlemen by George Michael. Oh, I was talking about George album. Michael yeah. the other day. Yeah, was that one of his? Was that, his, that wasn't his first one. From no, Post Band, no, was it? no. It was. Uh, one that he did when he had come out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Without late ninety. Yes. yes. Yep. Yes. That's that one. Of my favourite by George. Um, Abba Gold, because you just got to have some Abba. Second one we've had recently. <laughs> okay. The next one is the Plan by the Osmonds. <laughs> you see, the thing is, see, people people laugh at me, but I've actually got somewhere. I'm not. Um. Actually, the Crazy Horses help. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I found it in a um, charity store in Truro, of all places, in Cornwall. It's brilliant. I'm certainly not laughing at the choice. I think it's just fantastic that you can ask people this. And and we've had ABBA recently, but yeah. other than that, you know, we've had so many diverse suggestions, which I think is 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 great. just shows the complexity mm. of humanity. Yes, that yeah. The PJ and Duncan sitting next to George Michael <laughs> sitting next to the Osmonds. Yeah, yeah. Um, the soundtrack of Love Actually. Because that gets played an awful lot in my car. Does it? Yeah. Interestingly, I watched Love Actually the other day. But you really flick around, you turn over, and it was like yeah. 10 minutes in. I thought, oh, I haven't seen that for a while. Yeah. I know he gets a bit of a bad press sometimes, Richard Curtis, because it can be a bit cheesy, some of it. But that's actually a really good film. It is. Mm. It's a good it film. It is, with some great music. Yeah, good soundtrack. Know. Oh, it. and that's one of the best pieces of acting ever. Cool. Um, so it's uh, Emma Thompson. Yeah, standing in the bedroom, not moving. Yes, and I would Don't say that about the necklace. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I would say that every woman knows what she's feeling, 
because you're standing there and you're just feeling Ooh. yeah and then you put your game face on and go out and say hi <laughs> let's go out to your play well, Stu and I are feminists so we support that completely yeah. we're on yeah. your side yeah and, uh, um, and then the final one is Bruce Springsteen born in yeah the USA. I like a bit of Bruce yeah don't mind him at all no. good choices that Dorothy really like that really Thank yeah you. good yeah. good warm feeling <laughs> like them Actually, we need to do soon. We have to do our own compilation album. Well, like a one compilation track, of one, compilation yeah, album. <laughs> one track from each. That'd be great. Album. With the best of. Yeah. You should do that. We'll do a playlist on Spotify. Do a playlist. Yeah. We're do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Good idea, Stu. Excellent. I'll sort that out. Get some, get some royalties. Yeah. Right. Brilliant. Uh, Dorothy, thank you so much for your time. Thanks thank for coming you. in. We've massively overrun, but uh, we're friends of Soho Radio because we've just given a big plug there. I'm sure you want charges for that. So thanks very much, Dorothy. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dorothy. That's great. So that's episode 52, Martin. Um, if you would like to come onto the show, you can do so. You can message us through our Twitter feed, which is at the LM Experience, and we will be back soon with more episodes. Thanks, Dorothy. Thanks, Jude. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe and follow us on Twitter. And remember, there ain't no party like a highly regulated mortgage party, and your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on a mortgage or any other debt secured on it. <laughs>